Are you looking to level up your author business? Are you pounding your head against a wall, wondering what your next step should be? Then join me, Daniel Wilcox. And me, Sasha Black, as we haul ass each week in a bid to level up. Level up. Come along for the ride as we delve deep into the business of writing, craft, entrepreneurship, and every level of the author journey. This is the Next Level Author Podcast. Hello Achievers and welcome to the Next Level Author Podcast, a podcast where we hold each other to account and track our step-by-step progress as we level up our author business. My name's Daniel Wilcox and here with me every week is... Sasha Black. Sup Sasha, how are you doing? Hello and for uh, listeners, I hope I'm not too echoey, I am in a completely empty bedroom. Bedroom? Office? Oh god, I'm so tired. I, I may not fare too well today. And uh, for people watching on YouTube, you will be able to see my very fucking empty office because there's nothing in it and I'm be sat on a stall. We can do like a before and after. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's a good idea. Yeah, I am sat on like a kid's toilet stall <laughs> and my laptop is on the windowsill because I literally have no shit in here. Um, to make it work. Exactly. So I did like a makeshift office with my mic and stuff. But yeah, I'm okay. I survived the move mm. just about. Um, I have to say, I completely underestimate. So just for context, I ha- this is my 23rd house, right? <laughs> so you would think after having lived in 23 properties, I've got the moving thing by now. Now I can move super effectively, but what I radically underestimated this time is that this is our property this time. So when we wanted to do um, like all of the decorating and stuff, we wanted to do it right, which meant stripping all of the walls, filling all of the holes, sanding the holes, priming the walls, no, sanding the walls. Uh, Yeah, no, so I said that. Then priming the walls, then painting the walls. So we are, what day is it today? Saturday, so. So we are 10 days post moving in. And I still have no fucking furniture. (laughs) (laughs) But we have finished like painting. So everything got painted one color. And um, we're going to do like a couple of sort of, um, I don't know, feature things Mm. tomorrow. And then um, we hauled in some of our stuff this evening. So yeah, we're not really unpacking anything until the carpets come in and the carpets are not coming until the 2nd of July. So we've got a, like another 10 days without furniture, really. Mm. But then we will move in properly. So, so you, you can go one of two ways, can't you? You can either do what you've done, which I think less people elect to do. But then <laughs> the people that don't choose to do that then spend a lot longer over the next however many years just chipping away and doing it and being like, oh, I'll get to that eventually, I'll get to that eventually. And and having that one room that you're like, oh, I don't really like that, but we'll get to that eventually. Whereas you, you've done a Sasha and you're just smashing through it. That's it. I, I am Like a much, challenge. <laughs> yeah, and I'm also all or nothing. So mm-hmm. basically, like there was, and my wife is very similar as well. Like we, we if we're going to do something, we're going to fucking do it. So mm-hmm. like we fucking did the house. And <laughs> um, yeah, so I mean, and also I think the thing, thing is a lot of people who um, do the chipping away often leave things for like ever. And then they just never get done. Mm -hmm. And um, this had wallpaper that I can only describe as looking like moldy puke. So we really needed to, you saw it, you can Uh validate that. Uh (laughs) It was like moldy puke. So yeah, 
yeah, we had to, we had to do something. So now, now the, the things that we do will be slow and steady. Um, so yeah, hopefully over the next few weeks, you'll see lots of changes. I think I will probably be in a very bare office for two weeks and then things will start to come to life in here. How are okay. you anyway? Uh, I'm, I'm okay. I'm uh, just chipping away at things. I'm getting to the point where uh, I think we've spoken before about you come through phases of like being really productive and then you're suddenly like, oh, pandemic's still a thing and like it just, get, it just hits you a bit. I think I've had one of those weeks, uh, not the week beyond the one before, where, you know, I was speaking to you and then I ended up taking like three days off because I was just like, I don't know if it was overwhelm or exhaustion or what, but I was just like, I need, I need to just step back because I'm really, really struggling to get work done. And then this week, I've just found that I've just been bored of what I'm doing and not in a way that like the projects that I'm doing are boring because I can find excitement in them. But generally you just feel a bit heavy and it's a bit like every day's the same, every day's the same. So I'm trying to find mm. uh, new ways to basically liven up life under the current conditions because the world is opening back up again, but I'm just, I'm not, I'm not going back into it because I still don't feel like we're in a position yet where it's safe enough to go out. And I've got things coming up. Like I'm hoping to go and visit my, my parents and my granddad for his 80th birthday in the, in the next few weeks. And the last thing obviously I want to do now is go out and get coronavirus. So mm. um, yeah, I think that's been a bit of a struggle, but I'm still, I'm still chipping away at stuff, still getting stuff done. Um, obviously collaboration for authors by the time this airs will be out in three days time. And when winter comes, which was one of my challenges from two weeks ago, which doesn't feel like it's been two weeks but it also feels like it's been five weeks since we last spoke um when winter comes uh i've now got scheduled for release on wednesday the first of july so i'm putting all the wheels in motion to basically get that ready get book two ready and get book three ready um so i can smash those out and do a bit of a, a rapid release with a serial format so it's uh yeah doing right chipping away i've been i've been hitting exercise a lot more i started doing the the couch to 10k app and i'm on day four or five and enjoying that doing well with that so yeah cracking on so many things to comment on um so <laughs> number one you your tongue if really you have, well, yeah if yeah seriously i wanted to interrupt like so many times yep. <laughs> to, like yep. yeah just stop myself <laughs> uh, number one if you haven't gone and pre-ordered your copy of collaboration for authors what are you doing with your life go order it um yeah if you've ever considered or wanted to collaborate in any way shape or form go order it, do yourself a favor, you will thank me later. Um, <laughs> second of all, well done on all the launches. I am obscenely jealous of uh, your, your launches and productivity. And um, on the needing the days off and um, feeling like the, you know, the highs and lows of the, the, this industry and the, the, the job that we do, it's because you work too hard. <laughs> you don't rest enough and then you rest and things go down and then they come back. Mm -hmm. So yeah, yeah, I can, I, but I am also, I do exactly the same thing. So I mean, it's just pot calling kettle. Black yeah, it was hilarious. You're just like, you need to rest, you work too much. And I'm there just looking at my phone going, uh, you fucking hypocrite. Really, yeah. <laughs> really, I need to work less. <laughs> but it's true. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it is. And I'm, I'm looking at ways at the minute to try and uh, to balance things out a bit more. My my actual day routine in terms of what I've been doing work-wise has changed in the last week and a half in that I, I still have been getting up on my early mornings. But what I used to do was I'd get up between... Even. Half, huh? Even. Even, <laughs> I know. What I used to do was get up between half five and six and then pretty much go downstairs, get straight into writing. Um, and what I have been doing instead is getting up at that time, but then just chilling out a little bit, letting myself wake up, doing my run if it's a run day, 
Um, and then I've set like hours from eight until whenever to start working on certain things. And I've actually started chunking up my day a bit more, which, which has helped mm. because then it gives me that structure that I think I've been lacking a lot because I've been doing the thing where I've got like a whole day to work. So the work that I do takes the whole day instead of just going, no, just smash this here, here and putting in rest, rest time in that data. It's still a working progress. Rest. Rest. It's horrible. Also, it really does feel like five weeks since we spoke. Like, mm-hmm. oh my God, you are never allowed to take a week off, Sasha. Like, it's horrible. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, wait, it's been so long. Mm. Um, but yes, anyway. Yes. Anyway. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, weekly confessional. Have we been doing the things that we said that we were going to be doing? So um, I have no fucking idea what I said I was going to do. <laughs> so I think yours was move house. So... <laughs> Would you, yes. would you count that Tick. as a success? Hell yes, I would. Um, I'm trying to think if you had anything else on there as well. I, I feel like I had something like uh, catch up with freelance work. Episode 11. So yours was launch week for me for collaboration. So I'm focusing on that. And then I will have started when winter comes. Episode two, I am 5,000 words into book two out of 20,000 words. So I'm on mine. Sasha will be working half a week she'll come back and have a catch up on client and freelance work. Okay. So, um, I did not work half a week because the house took way longer than intended. However, I did manage to do the freelance work. So I didn't actually work, but I got the thing done that I needed to do in that time. So that's fine. Yeah. Um, it's not quite finished, but it's, I've done my bit and I'm now waiting for feedback before it can be finished. So that's fine. Yeah. Yeah, I've just checked. Mine was uh, sort out the launch dates for when winter comes and plan, and that's happened. So, yes, yes. no forfeit. <laughs> Woohoo! That'd be the great way to bring this back. You, you live to tell another week, sunshine. Yes. yes. <laughs> the fun thing is, um, as each week goes past, I, I just keep thinking of more and more forfeits that I could do for you when, <sighs> when it happens. Which, to be honest, it's you, so I don't know if it's ever going to happen. But <laughs> Oh, you know. that will be a week, I tell you. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. So before we dive into this week's question, we have two weeks of comments to catch up on. And I'm not going to read through every single word of every single one because we did get quite a lot of comments, particularly to the question, what are your top three priorities for the rest of 2020? Um, And I'll also uh, remind people of the question from last week, which was how do you use collaboration to level up your author business? In answer to top three priorities, uh, Ritu says hers are try and finish writing the first draft of book two get set and familiar with the mailing list stuff and sell more books. Nice and easy. I think you can manage that. Uh, Meg says, I'm really excited to plan for the second half of 2020, despite, you know, the first half being a total shit show. (laughs) Totally agree. Um, And her top ones are making consistent daily word counts, which is something I'm still working on. And I think, I think that for me anyway, is a foundation of what, what makes this happen. Just get like, like you say, you're working a, a, to a point where you can get those consistent daily word counts at some point once everything's settled. Um, diversify and strengthen income streams and personal well-being. I says, I think I might get a therapist to help aid my own work on becoming my best self. And I pulled that bit out of a lot of what she did say, just because I, I, I thought I'd back up and say that I'm, I'm seeing accounts at the minute. And uh, it's, it's probably one of the best things that I've, I've done. I've been seeing them. I've seen a couple on and off over different things for the past few years, but I've had one now since December. Um, she's fantastic. She unlocks me. And I think it's so good to like dig into yourself and just, yeah, really like learn what you're about. So I can see you wanting to say stuff on there. Do you want to, do you want to add yeah. anything? Well, 
I had no idea you were seeing a, uh, what, what are they called? A counsellor? Counsellor, counsellor, yeah. Yeah, I had no idea. That's, um, I wish I could be a fly on the wall because like my questions every week are not as good no, you as don't. your questions. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, yeah, no, she, yeah, like, she's fantastic. I, it's, I think it's fortnightly now. Um, it's so it's stopped since pandemic, but it will pick up again because I, I, yeah, I just find so much value in that. And I think fuck the stigma around it is so useful to have, to have someone that can just listen to you on a, a what's the word? Non-opinionated basis. Yeah. Non-judgmental. And I love that yeah. also that you shared that because I think there will be lots of people listening who will feel list, like heard and seen yeah. um, because you've like said that. So yeah. Yeah. Best I'm money I've ever spent. The shit out of you now. Boom. Uh, yeah. If anyone wants to ask me questions, throw them over. It's fine. I, I don't mind answering that personally. Um, Holly line says number one published regularly. Uh, she's got three new releases down and six to go this year. Uh, she wants to grow her platform, focusing on current online platforms and improving engagement rather than driving up numbers, which I fucking love because I can go into like a whole rant about vanity metrics and shit, but no, it's try and get the people to actually engage and react to things rather than just count the, the likes and the follows because ultimately that means shit if they're not buying your stuff. Um, and increase my income, uh, which seems to be a common theme. Maddie Williams says, I guess my next level and goals for the rest of 2020 line up quite well. I'm aiming to get my work in progress to first round of editing by August and getting a better grasp of marketing in relation to the internet, <laughs> i.e. Instagram, Facebook, and Amazon. Uh, Caitlin Duncan, I'm trying not to be like Sasha and list 400 things. Pause for dramatic oh. effect. <laughs> wow, uh, I've been called out. <laughs> slam. Number one, complete two fiction projects. Number two, research and organize an agent list to query for one of those projects since the other is contracted. Three, create solid systems for my publishing habits for when I lean into hybrid publishing, which sounds very exciting. Charlotte Wyatt says, finish and send off my anthology contribution, finish current novel project, and launch author review website. Edwin Downward, let's give this a shot. The third novel of my sci-fi adventure series into the wild. Mount a real marketing campaign to push my series as book three goes live. Crack the obstacles that have kept me from getting a mailing list off the ground by studying onboarding sequences of different mailing list providers. And that looks like the questions for the three priorities. Um, and sorry for people listening, that this is, this is a catch up over two weeks. So if we ever take more than two weeks off, this is going to be an issue and we'll just have to pick our favorites, but then not say they're our favorites. Yeah. <laughs> uh, how do you use collaboration? Holly Line again. Uh, I'm one half of Unstoppable Authors, which is a fantastic podcast. Check it out if you haven't yet. Collaborating with Angeline Trevener really opened up my business up to a whole new level of productivity and opportunities. Having a podcast helps Stop me to develop. Sorry, I was just going to say, um, and I loved uh, their case studies, which were in uh, collaboration for authors. So yes. if you haven't pre-ordered that, you should probably go pre-order that. Just saying, just saying, guys. Yeah. No, thank you, uh, Holly and Angeline, for, for lending some wisdom. Yeah, they've got a whole section in there about how they how they do their stuff. So some expert advice within the book itself. Um, Caitlin Duncan, currently I'm not collaborating with anyone, but it's on my bucket list. I can't wait for Dan Dan's book to hit the Kindle so I can work towards this goal for myself. Three days to go, just saying. And then uh, a nice surprise visit from Jeff Adams, uh, who is one of the hosts of the, I always get this wrong, it's a gay fiction podcast, right? Big gay fiction Big gay podcast. fiction podcast, yes. And I think big gay author podcast. I, I am subscribed to both, but I tend to listen to one more than the, more than the other. But Yeah. Uh, he says, my husband Will and I are constant collaborators in different areas. As co-authors, we're not the best. We wrote one novel that was received well, but when we tried to do another one, we discovered flaws in our process that had us shelving the second book we're always bouncing plotting ideas off each other and brainstorming 
He's also paying attention to the business side far more than I'm able to since I've also got a day job. He makes sure I read slash hear super critical info, but also keeps me pretty well up to date as well. We also podcast together with two shows, one towards readers of our genre and one that documents our journey to trying to be full-time authors. So I think the key part there is that, again, collaboration doesn't have to just be refined to co-writing. It can be podcasts. It can be just supporting each other. There's a whole host of ways that you can work with other people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and just one final comment from Hey Said Renee on Instagram. I joined a couple of anthologies, which were lots of fun, and I changed from doing all of the things by myself. So thank you for that that landslide of comments. Really, really appreciate everyone. Um, obviously, keep getting those in over on the different channels. But now over into one second. Oh, gone. What episode is this? Twelve. Okay, so I think we need to be saying which episode this is at the start of every episode. Just just because I was like, I have no what? idea. Well, so you said landslide, and it made me think of the word landmark. So I'm like, actually, yeah. Like, if we don't say what episode we're on, we'll never know when our landmark episodes are. <laughs> Should we add a bit in post? Just like, hello, yeah. and welcome to the 12. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, do it. Fuck it. Let's do Done. it. No, yeah. <laughs> no, it sounds good. Okay, this week's question. Um, Should I procrastinate some more? I'm just, just to avoid. Yeah, I mean, it's still going to happen. So, it's just take longer yeah, until it happens. Uh, and this All week's right. question. Okay, so I've been thinking a lot about the whole principle, and we've, we've kind of mentioned this before, of uh, you are the product of the five people that you spend the most time with. Now, obviously, in order for us to level up, there needs to be some kind of uh, aiming towards someone who's achieving more than we are and the idea of maybe mentors, maybe role models, that kind of thing. So the question this week is name three authors who are currently living the life that you're working for. Okay. If it helps, um, I have two, so I've not yet decided my third. <laughs> okay. So three authors who are living the life that I want to live. Okay, so Joanna Penn, number one, because I love her multiple streams of income. I love her strategy um, and the fact that she can see so far ahead into the future. I think that is amazing. Um, And yeah, I just, she does a lot of the things that I really enjoy doing. So she, she has um, her fingers in lots of pies. So she has courses, she has her podcast, she writes her books, both fiction and nonfiction. And all of those things are things that I love to and that I love doing. She is several years ahead of me and therefore <laughs> has a much bigger income. And, and that's, you know, that's where I want to be. And also she has like lots of foundations in place as well. So there are lots of things that I need to do that are on like my big business list like getting my website overhauled and I've started it but not finished it and it's literally that is a product of not having enough time and fuck you coronavirus Um, (laughs) not for the um, last time on this podcast (laughs) yeah yeah. Uh, you heard it here first and um yeah and so like she has direct sales and stuff and these are you know so those are all like structurally business wise I love her business model and that is definitely something that I would, that I aspire to. Um, now, this is a strange one um, because, because it's only a part of what this person does. So the next person is Derek Murphy. Ah, okay. And yeah, and so Derek, for anybody who doesn't know who Derek Murphy is, he is, oh my God, he has a huge brain. He is fantastic interesting to speak to because he has so many ideas and you always leave 
feeling super motivated and inspired. And he writes Young Adult and he's created this huge Young Adult um, Facebook group. And, um, but none of those things are the reason that I um, have him in my list. And I had no idea I was gonna say this until I said it. So um, <laughs> what he also does is he, he has spent the last two or three years without a home purposely. Yes. So he travels constantly and he's been to like a bazillion countries. And lives in castles. He just, yeah, he like he lives in castles. castles. Exactly. He rents out castles and he, you know, when he's bored of one place, he fucks off to somewhere else. Now, I don't necessarily want to live on the road as much as Derek does, but I would... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but I would like to spend every school six-week holiday in a different country. And that has been something on my bucket list for a long time because my mum always enabled me to travel when I was a kid and sort of, you know, growing up. And that is something that I would like to give to Atlas. Now, we've taken him to 10 countries already and he's six. Um, yeah, and I completely accept that I'm in a very privileged position and that, you know, he's also now very privileged to have been able to do that. But I would like to immerse him in another culture um, <clears throat> for six weeks, for those school holidays, six weeks. And, and before it's too late as well. So I don't know whether or not that will ever happen, but that's certainly, you know, I love that Derek does that and I'm fascinated by it and that whole, um, whole lifestyle. Now a third person is really hard. Um, oh, I might have to think, Maybe I only have two. I don't know, because there's so many elements of what other people do. So I would like, it's really hard mm. because if, if I were to pick a third thing, I'm not sure who I would pick, but I'm just trying to think. It, it would be somebody who, no, I think you're going to have to go and then, okay. and then and I then will, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, part of the reason, like I say, that this question came up, it, it relates a little bit back to part of the reason that I started the Great Writers Share, which is to surround myself with the people that are interesting and to absorb the knowledge of other people. And I think the message that I'm, I want to get across to people listening to this podcast is that even if you're in a position where you're just starting out writing and you think, you know, these people are miles and miles ahead, there are so many ways to close that gap and still benefit from other people's knowledge and, and reduce that. I mean, when I first started in, and I will say who mine are in a minute, but when I first started writing back in like 2015, it was only a year later that I was speaking to full-time authors on a podcast that me and Luke had just started together. And bar the, f the fact that we'd started a podcast, there wasn't really much that we had in terms of our reputation behind ourselves. And we managed to take that, that step and bridge that gap between people and start bringing people onto the podcast. So yeah, I, I think part of that as well comes back to um, a little bit of what Maddie was saying about not having people to collaborate with. And I was in a group earlier this week where someone who also commented, but I won't call her out, uh, basically said that um, she doesn't feel like she's worthy of a mentor. And I just want to push, yeah, I know. I just want to push that thing that like everyone's worthy. You've just got to put yourself out there and make stuff happen because people aren't as far away as you think they are. 
Um, yeah, actually, and also the mentor thing is a strange one because people can be mentors without mm-hmm. you without that one-to-one connection. So, yeah. like for example, Joanna Penn, Mark Dawson, Jay Thorne, mm-hmm. um, you know, all of these. But Brian Cohen, all of these people put out content and um, do podcasts, and it that is by default a form of mentoring. I know my, I know my, I know my third one. Go, finish it. Okay, so. <laughs> It, so, and I'll tell you the two things I was torn between. So I was torn between somebody like um, um, Mal Cooper, who writes in extremely quickly. And um, that, you know, I really aspire to not necessarily write that quickly, but write quicker. So I was like, do I pick that? And then I was like, actually, there's somebody else so nk jemison i hope that's how you say her name i read um the fifth season recently which is like a i don't know what technical genre it is i'm not sure if it's post-apocalyptic or dystopian or anyway it's hybrid fantasy but she's she's written several books and that series in particular is three book series and every single book won Hugo and like the nebula and yeah, like it's insane. Every single one of her books in a series, which is unheard of mm. because second books don't win, win prizes, not just the second book, the third bloody book won them as well. Jesus. And yeah. And I, I would like, I don't really need external validation. That's not really why I want to do it. I just, well, maybe it is why I want to do it. I don't know, but I would love to feel like I'm that good of a writer mm-hmm. that I, I would deserve to win a, an award. You know what I mean? I want to be that good at writing. I want, yeah, I want, I, I don't, I'm not just about, um, you know, making loads of money. Of course, making loads of money would be good. And, and also this is another reason I picked her because not only does she have literary success in terms of awards, she also has financial success because her books sell a shitload so yeah like i would love to both sell a lot of books and also have some books that have won awards um so yeah i would say those are my three perfect okay mine so the first one i'll go for is uh, a guy called keelan patrick burke who um if people haven't heard of him which to be fair probably a small portion have haven't or have um he is a hybrid horror author he writes mostly novellas he he won a bram stoker award for a novella called turtle boy back in i think 2010 or around that time um called turtle boy okay i definitely thought you said turd turd boy (laughs) yeah bram stoker award winning turd Turd boy boy. (laughs) i was like oh my god okay continue continue continue. yeah so he uh he wrote turd boy and uh so the reason i picked him is number one his writing is freaking awesome like i've read quite a few of his novellas i'm a big fan of his work um and he he's just a beautiful writer and when you speak to him he's just he's just a through and through classic writer he he you know values the plight of anyone trying to put pen to paper and all that kind of good stuff but the main reason that i choose him is because if you ever go onto his Instagram or his social media networks, people are just forever sending or like um, posting pictures on their story of his books with other books. And it's just one of these constant, like every day about 20, 25, 30 people are sharing his books that they've had come through that they love to read, that they're just sharing for the sake of it. And there's so much of that that I love in which I would love to be at the point in which 
on, on the daily, you're getting people just like, I fucking love this book and just like throwing it back in your face. And it comes back, I guess, a little bit to that validation. But to know that people are out there reading your books and like I've had people on and off over the past however many years send me just like, yay. But to the volume that he has, them, I just I just I just love that. And he's really great at um, just sharing it at just conversing with people online and all that kind of good stuff. So um, he's, he's definitely an example. And he's, he's basically because he's a horror author. Um, he he's living pretty much the life that I'm, I'm trying to get to. Um, the second one is actually a guy that I spoke to the other night for an upcoming episode of great writer share, um, who I've spoken to a couple of times over the last few years is Ian Rob Wright, who is another horror author. Um, his is simple. His is just, he is living the writing life that I want. He, you know, he writes probably about four, four to six books a year in horror. A lot of them are standalones. Um, a couple of series, but he's making a good income and he's great at talking to his audience. You know, he's, he's doing really well financially and it's just steady enough that he's, he's living the life and writing the stuff that he wants to write. Um, and he's British and he's from Birmingham, which always makes me feel closer to him <laughs> because, you know, they're actually in the same country. Uh, but yeah, him. And then the third one, uh, and this is, so the third one's Michael Anderley. And uh, as people obviously listen to this podcast know that I've written books with him, um, me and him do talk on occasion. And the reason I've picked him is mostly because of the publishing empire that he's built. Now, I don't want to have, or I don't see myself having a publishing company that size because I've seen the insides. I know the mechanics. It's a, it's a huge operation. And there's something romantic about the notion of the small press um, as opposed to like this massive conglomerate. And he, he pumps out so many books. It's ridiculous with, with different writers. But I think just having, again, that demand for those types of books and having a system built that works, that puts these books out on the regular, that feeds the fans, that kind of thing. I really love just the consistency of that and being in a position in which you're financially viable to experiment. And, you know, he has experimented quite wildly in different areas. But to bring that massive empire to sort of a bit more of a smaller niche of horror and some of those lessons learned and, and sort of play around with that. I think that's something that I'd love, love to get to obviously going into publishing now with, with devil's rock. So, um, they, they'd be my, my primary three and they all, well, two of them obviously center around the actual work I want to get to. And one of them is kind of like the template for building some kind of construct of publishing. So what's really interesting to me after you've said yours is that um i need to go away and think about why i chose the people that i chose because the people that you chose are all about your genre specifically and i didn't do that and that is interesting to me because one of mine was about the business empire that mm -hmm. was joanna one of them was about life lifestyle and then and then and then i guess what something that I want, I suppose, in the future, but none of them necessarily, well, I suppose Derek writes in my genre, but that wasn't why I picked him. So that's really interesting. So, and, and that really speaks to the issue that I'm having at the moment, which is to determine the genre that I want to write in. Mm. Um, yeah, that's really interesting. I wonder if in a year's time when I figured that out, if my list would change. I mean, potentially mine, mine has changed since I've, you know, doubled down on, on my genre. I think if I had asked this question four or five months ago, I probably would have given 
quite different answers. I think mm. Micah would still be one. Keelan would still be one. I think I probably might have put someone else instead of Ian, but I think speaking to Ian, obviously it was it was a recent conversation. It was two days ago. So speaking to Ian, just kind of witnessing someone who is doing and, and having that conversation where in your head you're literally going, yeah, that's literally what I want to be doing. Um, but yeah, it's also interesting as well because I guess there's an element of lifestyle in terms of Ian business in terms of Michael. So there's lots of mm. lots of crossovers, but Crossover. yeah, it is interesting. Yeah, yeah. and NK, and I loved NK Jemison's books. It, it, I mean, they're not a million miles away from the genre that I write really, because she's in fantasy and science fiction and she's just doing some kind of hybrid. Um, uh, so yeah, all right, I feel a bit better. Okay. Uh, Brilliant. So question of the week for everyone is what are your, nope, that's the wrong one I was about to read, <laughs> is name three authors who are currently living the life that you're working for. And how are you going to level up your author business this week? Oh, Bearing in the mind, it. you're still in the middle of stuff. So Yeah. Um, so <laughs> good question. Okay. Well, so <sighs> get yourself set up. Well, yeah, so I need to have a desk. <laughs> no, I know exactly what it is. I'm just trying to decide if I'm going to say the whole thing. So I, and I know I'm allowed to say this now because you totally called me out on it. But uh, so I am doing a nonfiction collaboration with Jay Thorne. And um, so I have to deliver <laughs> the second book by the end of the month which is what I said I would do. And therefore I will do it because I never fail to deliver on what I, what I say. I'm, I'm the person who does what she says she'll do. Yes. Um, so I have to write about 10,000 words this week, <laughs> but I don't know whether or not I'll have them written by the time we, we record again. I'm not sure. So um, I need to have done a significant portion of that in order to be able to deliver by the 30th. So that's what I'm going to say, because I also have to edit the other book. <laughs> Beautiful. Yeah. Uh, mine will be launch, collaboration for authors. Make that happen. Um, Wait, will it? Because it, this goes live on Tuesday, right? which will be what oh wait yeah what date yeah okay i'll shut up <laughs> <laughs> moving brain yeah, yeah. Launch collaboration for authors because uh, I, I presume we'll be recording on the day of potentially we'll, we'll, we'll discuss know. after um and but go pre-order if i didn't pre-order. say it i haven't said it enough go pre-order i like i don't have to say anything i've just got like a sales <laughs> whoop, whoop. Uh, what's it a hype man there you go um and i do i'll, I'll say as well that i'll have over half of the second book of when winter comes done as well because that will happen that's obscene beautiful so thanks everyone for joining us and we will see you next week yay we will we actually will see you next week i'm Wasn't so that long? excited it was it felt like forever <laughs> awesome see ya Hungry for more? If you enjoyed this podcast, you can hear more of my angelic accent and Dan's dulcet tones on our other podcasts. For more of me, check out the Great Writer Share podcast. For more of me, listen to the Rebel Author podcast. We'll be back next week holding each other to account as Dan and Sasha become next level authors. authors.